Hello and welcome to Criticism is Dead, a weekly culture podcast about what we're watching and what it all means, if it means anything at all. I'm Helen Keskin-Lewis, screenwriter and producer. I'm Jenny Zhang, culture writer and critic. This is Succession Sendoff, our special series following along Succession's fourth and final season. Today we are talking about episode nine, Church and State. Oh, what a good title for this episode, <laughs> truly. So just to summarize what happened at Logan's funeral, his family says goodbye to the Roy Patriarch, a great and terrible, or a terrible and great man, depending on who you ask. Fuck, man. Like, what a heavy episode. I did not expect to cry. I really, uh, yeah. really wasn't. What, yeah. what moment did you in? I think it was Shiv talking about how it was hard to be his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was pretty tough. And honestly, I, I started getting emotional a little bit before that for Kerry. Surprisingly, um, oh, when she with, got when she got pulled up, yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. That was so funny and so smart. Like I love that move. Yeah, um, I, I love an idea of like all his women in one row. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I saw like um, there are some tweets that are like. All Logan's ex women are, are unionizing. <laughs> it's like Yeah. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, it was so good. It was just I, I just really love the actress that plays Carrie. I don't know her. Zoe name, Winters, but, um, yeah. She's she's great, man. She's great. And also yeah. the hairstyle, it's all her, you know. Like if you look back, it this is. has been her for for a long time. Listen, she knows her brand. She said it's bangs. And long <laughs> black hair till I die. No, I just, I loved how she shifted from like laughing about his snoring into that like whimpering cry, which is so accurate. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've ever, you know, if you've ever been really sad and someone cracks a joke, you laugh, <laughs> you do ultimately end up crying right afterwards. It's just, yeah. it's just really sweet. Um, so obviously like the episode starts off like a lot of table setting what did you think of like where we were with each of the siblings yeah i mean we this episode does something really interesting which um they talk about in the after commentary too but it basically shuffles them around again like the dynamics flip throughout the course of a single episode which is and sometimes even flip you know, there and then back again. So it's, it's, yeah. you know, this happens a lot in succession, but this one was an mm-hmm. example of it happening very, very quickly. Yes. Um, all yep. contained within one episode. So of course we start with Roman on top of the world. He's yep. feeling good. Kendall, you know, in between Rava and Sophie and Jess, uh, he, it, it's, it's slow times for Kendall to begin with. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end of it, we see it flipped completely. And that is like classic succession and something that it, it, it it's like a device that works for them and they, and they do it a lot. Um, but yeah, I, man. I can't say I, I hate it. No, I don't. And like, it's something that, you know, we talked about previously. It just feels like it's going much faster because we're finally yeah, like very building exciting. momentum. Yeah. There's only one episode left. So they kind of have to like build this momentum to essentially keep us on our toes. And I found it really interesting with the trailer for the, series finale Mm -hmm. um how it played on that it played on that just like showing each sibling and like yeah they're like kind of not not being able to figure out like who's gonna be on top so it makes me feel the whole thing that's the whole thing yeah yeah and i think there was a lot of like for me anyway a lot of thought going into like oh how are they gonna end it what are they gonna say like because it feels like such a thoughtful tv series in general like i was curious if they would like follow 
this more traditional format of like, oh, well, it ends on the, you know, it ends on whoever they pick. Um, and I was just like, no, 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 there's, there'll be more than that. There'll be more than that. And now I'm like, actually, I think, I think it's going to be exactly that. I think it's going to be it, like it, someone gets like crowned. Almost, it could be almost subversive in a way to do that. Right. <laughs> like to, to play with the audience expectations like that. And yeah, but I mean, this isn't a show that like jerks people around for the sake of it. No, it no. pretty much is. It's very honest storytelling in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is like what we got with Logan's death to begin with. That wasn't sort of like pulling a fast one on us. It was just what the narrative uh demanded, like according to the yeah. writers of the time. And so Yeah. Yeah, it's not a it's not a show that I think will cheap out or resort to different kind of tactics. Yeah. No, I yeah. so it yeah, it makes sort of guessing what will happen to the end kind of interesting because they could really yeah dazzle us in an unexpected way or like dazzle us in it in an expected way and that is like, yeah that's a pleasure i mean what a great it show is. to do that it is um, yeah i want to talk about the the eulogies oh yes let's get stuck in so i was uh, hooting and hollering for ewan's one i know because i agree so... <laughs> it was so good it was, it was a good. manifesto for sure it was like, yeah like anti-capitalist yeah. king um, yeah man yeah I mean, man. it was it was it was amazing like that was some great writing that was great delivery by james yeah. Cromwell. i yeah i mean it gets a again the thing of the whole show which is showing how these people are both pitiable um yeah. but also yeah. terrible and you know human but bad or bad but human like you can they're they're the same essentially and so i like how we get more of logan's backstory that's it that's it that's what i really loved as well because then you kind of get to see why he felt so disconnected from his children number one and number two i think it was just fascinating because the way that that eulogy went, it was like he was suggesting, like, he took his pain and he made it everybody's problem kind yeah. of thing. Like, he, and, you know, it, it's the thing that lit the fire under his ass and it's also the thing that darkened the world. Yeah. And I I don't know, like, it, it yeah, certainly, like, gives a nuance. And I think in that post-show chat that they do, Jesse Armstrong said, like, I always knew, like, we, we knew, the writer's room knew this thing about him. It was just, like, fi- trying to figure out, like, if and when we should reveal it. And, like, it was a good time to do it because it is like, oh, yeah, holy shit, that's tough. And, I mean, if you've ever, like, sat down and talked to any one of your grandparents or, like, your parents about their upbringing, it's like sometimes they just randomly reveal shit. And that felt, like, very true in terms of, like, I don't know if the kids knew that and you can kind of like can't tell from their faces yeah i don't think so either they look quite devastated yeah and they had been i think in previous seasons they were like sort of whispering about like like rose rose like like yeah they knew maybe the basics like okay this was maybe yeah it's an aunt we never met who died but there there wasn't yeah it was this sort of big not secret of logan's but it was this big like question mark mystery point and i like how they didn't make it as um like, the truth is not as, you know, a big, loud tragedy in the way, like, oh, yeah. it's a spooky whodunit or something. It's right. It's Sad. even sadder because of yeah. the kind of yeah. um, very, like, quotidian, like, everyday commonplace circumstances and the sort of ambivalence yeah. of that. Like, yeah. don't know exactly how it happened, but yeah, yeah. he took but the we know that anyway. 
Yeah, and like we know that Dad doesn't like to talk about Rose, and that was yeah. like the whole thing, right? Because in I think season two, when they were trying to get um, mm-hmm. what's her face to like Holly, <laughs> yeah. Holly, yeah, to to then like um, basically fuck it for her is to like bring her up, and that just yeah. like left a bad taste in her because they know that it's like yeah. a sore spot for Logan. Yeah. yeah, I do think this was a source of sort of revelations for them, like they. A, a new way of looking at their father, at least um, sort of learning a little more information that explains a little bit about who he was. And yeah, yeah Ewan was a great person to deliver that. I mean, he knows his Definitely. brother in a way that no one else in the world does, even though they Definitely. hated each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hated yeah. and loved, yeah. I, I suppose, again, which is the thing. And, you know, when he does that s- switch flip, like when he goes into, and yet, you know, despite all of this, like. Yeah. He was like, uh, at some point, my brother stopped trying. He was like, I, I had to try to resist this, you know, this coldness, this darkness of the heart. Yeah. I mean, that was just like That's poetic. Just like it was yeah. righteous. Yeah. That was a, yeah, a sermon worthy. And uh, I mean, fantastic writing. Yeah, truly. And I found it so fascinating, especially because they they're cut from the same cloth you know like they yeah. always have been there's a reason why they don't talk to each other and because they have the same thing of like well i don't fuck with you so that's the end yeah. of that like i'm Just not gonna like, cozy up to you i don't need shit from you like yeah. i've got my own agenda and you can fuck yeah. off and it's you like see, i like, love pads exactly yeah like how they diverged and it obviously like i think because it was so truth telling about their father and because it was so, like it, they they met someone that knew their father better than anyone. Basically, like I think Ewan's the only person that like knows him like that. Truly, mm-hmm. this ruined, I think, the three of them in different ways, and it especially ruined Roman, who at the beginning of the episode felt like he was on top of the fucking world and like was going to deliver this speech and be crowned the king uh, in the collective funeral consciousness. Um, and he couldn't do it because ne- then he was faced with the fact that his father was a vulnerable little boy and his father was in the coffin next to them. And he just, it was just too much. It was just simply too much for him. And I yeah. thought that, you know, like, I, I, you know, we always say like every time we see Kieran Culkin, we're like, he's taking it, he's taking it. And I truly think he's taking that fucking Emmy home all yeah, the way. I thought his, his displays of grief in this were the strongest out of anyone I'll, of yeah. course like he had the sort of most overt yeah. chance to do so but it was yeah very very well performed very well lived uh really kudos to him um yeah. i want to get a little bit into kendall's eulogy yeah. to fall of ewan's because that was the perfect sort of rejoinder to, yeah. yeah like he he has to acknowledge like all right, you have kind of a point but and it's a big but because ultimately to him it is about the well like he says it's the lifeblood the money and his father did that and that is right. the only thing that matters ultimately in, yeah, in this yeah. worldview of kendall's at this point yeah yeah and i just want to like as a general thing that we've always loved about this show is the way that the actors are cast so perfectly for their roles or like maybe vice versa like we don't know how much of the character is informed by the actors and like with kieran he has a very particular voice that feels quite 
childlike in a way even yeah, though he's quite he's a, in his 40s yeah like thin like a little bit whiny yeah a little bit reedy like it can, yeah and yes, like yes. <laughs> obviously once he starts talking and he's all already feeling quite vulnerable like he sounds extra vulnerable and then you've got someone like kendall and jeremy strong who gets up there and is using vocabulary that feels so rich and like he's well read and like we know that about Jeremy Strong like we've read enough yeah. profiles of him to know that he loves his wide vocabulary yeah. and like being this able to very like describe dramaturgically things. appropriate yeah. exactly and like it obviously you know he's already been on stage once in this season and crushed it and the fact that he's like on stage again and he's crushing it it's like you know the action is the juice for him like he likes right. to he likes to be i mean it's the positive reinforcement that he needs that then eventually like helps him become more assured within himself you know like he doesn't have his father doubting him he's got proof which is a rapt audience and yeah i i liked his speech too to be honest like it was really tr- like again like the the writing going on in yeah. in that writer's room just incredible speech yeah, writing right there just this like yeah. full throttle celebration of yeah. capitalism which was kind of like it, it stunning antidote to, to yeah very, and i can imagine know, they were like the anti right exactly and i can imagine they were just like they went in they were like right so if we if rupert murdoch was to die tomorrow how would we what, talk what about it what could you say about him? right what could you say about rupert murdoch and it's like all of that is you know, it's some shit that that would be said, you know, whether it's in any kind of writing or yeah, um, at Ovid's, the funeral. Like yeah. when you, yeah, I mean, there would be two sides of this, exactly. There would be things yeah. that sound like Ewan's and there would be things mm-hmm, that sound mm-hmm. more like uh, Kendall's and yeah. Guys. Yeah. That's yeah. what a, a man like this, a figure like this sort of gets boiled down yeah. to, I guess. Did you notice the shot of, you know, the uh, focus going from madison to mankin when kendall was speaking and like just the way that they both were so not tickled but like they they respected the speech because like it was a part about money which is something that they both understand because money is money is about power and both these men understand that language and they respected that in logan too do you know what i mean so yeah yeah i mean above all that is what they like ideologically Mencken yeah. found commonality with Logan through yes. that. Yeah. And Matson, not ideologically, but pe- like business-wise, philosophically, again, also, like, that's where their common point lay. And yeah. so far, they have not seen that in the children. They have not found yeah. that in the Roy siblings. But this is a, a glimpse, mm-hmm. a glimmer of like, okay, okay, yeah. maybe this one is someone we can do some cooking with. And Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the funeral is a perfect... It's it's so funny how it becomes the perfect like battleground again to yeah, like this yeah. occasion to again make a vie for business more or yes, less. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked how it had this like facade of like properness or whatever and like it at the wake once alcohol's involved and it's a little bit more relaxed like it can kind of begin in earnest. Um I have a question quickly. How do you want to like when when you die like do you want the crypt do you want cryogenics are you a <laughs> cremation girl like what's the vibe here what are you going for what's the ideal burn me to fucking ashes you're a cremation girl yeah hell yeah <laughs> yeah i think i'm actually a burial girl but like no casket so just feed me to the earth bro. just just what, what's that what's that like 
iconic phrase now, like, just bury me loose. Yeah. (laughs) I've never heard that before. That's amazing. (laughs) That's, like, one of my favorite, just, like, all-time Hall of Fame (laughs) tweets. Just, like, raw dog me to the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, bury me loose, bro. That's my... That's my jam for sure. But it's funny because I was like walking around. I live very close to Greenwood Cemetery and like we were walking uh-huh. around the other day because it was a beautiful day. And like I was just looking at all these crypts and I was like, this is actually fucking sick. Like I, I get it, especially the ones that, you know, they have to seal them up so that grave robbers don't come and jack their shit. But um, mm-hmm. I respect it. I That is like one rich person culture and tradition that... Yeah. It takes it's up a so lot of space, funny. obviously, but even like even in uh, yeah. death. But like, I, I think it's pretty fucking sick. I'm There's not gonna something lie. Um, gaudy, but it's just like magnificent about it. And it's, a, yeah, it's very like yeah. Catholic core in that way. Yeah, it's ca- um. yeah, and like and like because of the way that the structures are, it feels also very like Roman in a weird way. Um, yes. So yeah, <laughs> I love um, how they reveal that Logan bought his like like bargain bin prices and that's just so like i mean he was kind of he was a deal maker even to yeah the end. man yeah man what was it like a dot-com pet business so like whoever the ceo yeah. of like chewy.com was was like yeah man yeah. have it <laughs> that's so i mean five mil is not bad for that like it looks more expensive than five mil i, I will say so yeah, sure let's talk a little bit about shiv just because she was the last to deliver the eulogy and yeah. things started to go pretty well for her in the wake and then obviously her and tom had like a conversation so how do you think she did with that eulogy like it, i mean it made me emotional just because yeah. i think you know sarah snook is such an incredible actress but how was I, it for I think you? it was a great reminder that at one point, for much of their lives, she was daddy's little girl. Yes. Um, which is yep. a very special relationship that the two shared. And so this was a reminder of the closeness. It, it was a callback to when they find out about the death. And one of her first reactions is like, you know, daddy and this like yeah. croaky and like pitiful little girl voice. And yeah. it was very, very sad there. I mean, I remember that was a moment that did me in that episode. Yeah. Um, so this, this all sort of circles back to to those elements of their relationship mm-hmm, and elements mm-hmm. of who Shiv is. Yeah. And you find that she's very, you know, she presents herself as, is very tough, very put together, very calculating. Like mm-hmm. as, as this assessment was once made, she thinks she's smarter than she is. Um, right. But beneath right. that, she is quite vulnerable. She has very, yeah. basically no one in her corner at this moment when she is, probably thinking about this relationship with her parents, with her father, with her mother mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her siblings. And she herself is pregnant. Uh, yeah. This yeah. is all sort of a big moment in a, in like a crossroads in her life. Yeah. It's like out in the open at this point. And I, I do wonder like what pregnancy is doing to her. Do you know what I mean? Like psychologically, like what, what's going through her mind? Like, is she, like, because I know that, like, with my friends that have had kids or, like, you know, one of my friends is pregnant right now. And I think it really does put you in a place of, like, prioritizing and ultimately being, like, I don't have time for this shit. Like, I've got other things on my mind. And I think for Shiv, she's just, like, zeroed in, um, finally. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's good to see her, like, actually, like, pull off whatever it is that she was hoping for 
fingers crossed yeah. you know obviously like right. if the board but gets behind her I, but like when she she promised matson when he like broaches like maternity leave she's like oh, i'm gonna pop this pop this sucker out and then i'll be back in no time absolutely is just, like, crazy <laughs> well but it but i mean come on jenny like it makes complete sense like women a, a tenth as rich as her are doing that so yeah. it, it makes complete sense like i i would not have imagined a world where shiv is you know like with her baby constantly like she that right. kid is going to be raised by nannies <laughs> like it's just yeah. these are the children of this world you know this is kind of like the her personal tragedy in that sense you know yeah. where she is always worrying about or always thinking about this thing like is there such a thing as being not meant to be mother not being a natural mother right. or like right. all these things and then right. you know for the sake of against trying to seize this throne is she is going to outsource her her children, her childcare, her, you know, it's, she is basically already preparing to wash her hands of this. Huge shout out to Harriet Walter, who's like back as, as their mother for the funeral and that like little tidbit that they have back and forth at, where she's like, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. And she's like, oh yeah, I wouldn't, I, I was just going to neglect her. Like, wouldn't you? And like that little like back and forth that they have. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, but not at the same time. And I just mm-hmm. wonder with Shiv, like, you know not to like think about how this woman's going to be a mother beyond like we're never going to see it but it's just like i just think that she's probably going to try and exert that kind of power over her kid where she wants to be the intermittent sunlight onto her child you know and like Mm. make that child feel special but um i'm glad it's out in the open so yeah (laughs) ultimately though it would fit because yeah yeah. That is what all of them are doing, right? This is their perennial problem that they keep getting stuck in, in, in these cycles and they yeah. cannot get out of it. Yeah. And now that even that <laughs> though their dad has died, he's no longer there. Like the he, literally he is gone. Yes. Uh, they can't yeah. escape just like this vacuum that he has left behind. And right. it's like they're stuck in this this orbit this that's sucking them in and Yeah. Yeah, I mean they have a they've had a million chances to get out and no, they are firmly stuck in. Yeah, this is the only reality they know. Yeah, I I just want to like do a little point out and a little connection thing between Kendall and Shiv uh for this episode. You know like the whole thing about Shiv saying like he her father didn't have a good relationship with women. Um yes. Like I found it interesting that for Kendall every single woman in his life <laughs> Uh, does something that he doesn't like so his ex-wife takes his kids upstate he's fighting for full custody um very logan-esque and then he (laughs) just basically like he forces just to tell her that she's quitting and then blames her for telling her (laughs) for telling him which was infuriating and then obviously like he finds out that shiv is angling to be ceo instead of him i'm just you know i'm just pointing that out there there seems to be like a little bit of like logan making in the in the air with like his relationship to women in general yeah he's had for all that he pretends to be socially liberal like ally whatever in those moments when he loses his temper when he's like arguing with his siblings and specifically shiv he there have been plenty of moments where he's come out and said like some blatantly like callously misogynistic stuff yeah um, yeah uh, yeah i mean he's recruiting his army now right so he's got his new dog and then he's decided to hire colin back 
Which I thought was I a mean, smart move. I mean, he should have done that to begin with. Been done Like, that. he should have locked that up Dude. tight as soon as his dad died. Yeah. But, like, so have you heard this theory that people are going on about how, like, the reveal what? of... Um, so so there's like this fan theory that Kendall's going to be knighted CEO and then the news of him killing the kid is going to come out right afterwards. Um, oh shit. I like right yeah and like that. and then the show's going to end there. Like that's that's like something that I've read um like on some like forums and shit. And I just uh, like I thought of that when he when the whole like thing about Colin speaking to a shrink came up. Um mm-hmm. but TBD if that actually ends up playing out but anyway so let's move on to our weekly bits so um who was your daddy's best boy of this episode ewan gotta give it up yeah gotta give it to ewan man yeah same same yeah classic (laughs) big big daddy ewan told the absolute facts the you know the other side of the coin of the roy boys so yeah Mm -hmm. gotta gotta give it to ewan who was your disgusting boy of the week? I think the disgusting boy was was probably Kendall. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Um, I'm, I'm ha- thinking the same too. Yeah, if, I, if you know, if one had to choose, yeah, if one had to choose, I would I would give it to him just because he's so like it's the pathetic like fighting for custody and like standing in the middle of the fucking street and like being an absolute idiot. And like I would give it to Roman just because you know. It's easy to give it to Roman, but like he's in his like little nihilist, you know, yeah, that was BDSM like moment a with <laughs> kind of wish for death sort of yes, you yeah. know, impulse that drove like him, nothing so. matters, everybody's shit, and you're all dickheads yeah. because you can't see that, you know, you can't yeah. see that everybody's craven like me. But yeah, no, I think I think Kendall for sure. Um, and finally, Succession Watch. Who do you think is going to take it at the end of next episode? Oh. God, this is the one that matters. Yeah. You know, they are basically setting it up so that Kendall Kendall ends his episode on top. We yep. know how quickly that can change, of yep. course. I God, I don't even want to think about that. But I'm I'm gonna say like Kendall but with the asterisk, because it's Kendall with either a fall or Kendall with this like Cole's dawning on him that he has basically lost everything. So, yes, you know, Kendall yeah, yeah. with that kind of caveat to that. Ken- Kendall with a cost. Yeah. Um, I think just for fun, I'll say Shiv. And then we'll see yeah? what happens next week. All yeah, right. fuck it. I mean, I, I yeah. agree with you. I do think it's ultimately going to... There's something poetic about it being Kendall. Yeah. Especially, I recently watched the pilot, um, like the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's just fascinating seeing how nobody has changed <laughs> in, yeah. in four yeah. seasons. Um, everyone's exactly the same. And there's like, there's like a really actually interesting moment in, I think either episode one or two where Kendall turns to Roman, um, yeah. where he says like, I love you, man, but you're not a serious person. And I, and like me, yeah. me and That's Andrew just looked at each other like, <gasps> insult the yes, whole thing. not a serious person. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that there's like, it will close the loop if it's Kendall, but just for fun, I will say shit. Yeah, let's cover all our bases. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it looks like Roman... Uh, Fully out of the picture, Roman. bro. <laughs> <No> <laughs> <matter>. <laughs> it's not Roman. <laughs> Unless... Um, no, no, I, I no, I don't think. I don't think it's... Unless... No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps it up for us this week on Succession Send-Off. This is the penultimate episode because, of course, the finale is coming out next week. 
Uh, thank you for sticking along with us so far. Please tune in next week. Uh, and also please tune in to our main episode dropping later this week. Yeah. We have a little bit of news in there. Um, just regarding this podcast. Just some scheduling news. Yeah, just some logistical stuff. So you might want to check that out. And then, yeah, stick along for the ride. We'll be back next week with the final episode of Succession Side Off. Sad. (laughs)